1: Visit nflsundayticket.tv and use the promo code GREG88 at checkout and get 15% off your subscription. That's nflsundayticket.tv and the promo code GREG88. Subscribe to TE1 and get nflsundayticket.tv, an unmatched dual threat. Blue Wire.
0: NBA most valuable player, Giannis
1: Antetokounmpo. Giannis trailing the (laughs) lob.
0: Hello and welcome to the Eurostep a Milwaukee Bucks podcast proudly a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and this time around more proudly covering the Milwaukee Bucks I'm here as always with the marvelous Rohan Kadi we are here to break down a 111-96 win over the Orlando Magic to tie the Milwaukee Bucks first round series at 1-1 this episode is brought to you by TheraOne CBD Sunday NFL Sunday ticket and Betonline.ag as always the, the steadfast betonline.ag But Rohan, how's it going, sir? I'm doing a lot better than the <laughs> last record.
1: I feel like our last our last episode, just thinking back on it, it was just it was very depressing. I felt yeah. like I just I, I was I was in a very down mood. I mean obviously. Uh but now, now I'm feeling I'm feeling okay. Like it's not I'm not down in the dumps, which is you know in a massive improvement. So I'm gonna say I'm feeling I'm feeling well. I'm doing yeah. well.
0: I'll pull a Kevin Arnovitz. I'm doing well. Oh, I, I like that. I think he's on today's low post. I'm not caught up. But I need to get caught up. Uh, I'm a sneaky huge Arno fan. I really like someday. Oh, how can you hate Kevin Arnovitz? I, some people do. Some people say he's too smarmy he and does I,
1: it, he he goes about his business, he's very intelligent in what he says and he, he has good takes on like everything.
0: I'm pro he Arno You may not agree with it all, but it's like they're intelligent takes. I, I agree with you. I'm pro Arno. Someday when we don't have a lot going on, I think we should just like break down our, our least most and least favorite low post guests. Like the low post needs a podcast just dedicated to talking about the low post. It's like a it's an institution. Uh, that sounds like an be.
1: off-season thing.
0: <laughs> yeah, it totally does. I, I would not be a podcaster, probably, if not for the low post. But I digress. I think there's pros and cons from this game uh, for the Bucks to take away. Obviously, just getting back on track. I mean, we talked Big about pro. it.
1: They won the game.
0: They, they won the game. They're not down 0-2 to the magic. And I, I do want to touch on the last pod because it was very dour. I think fairly. I think fairly dour. And I do think, and I'm not going to go back and listen because I don't like to hear myself that much. I, that, oh, I this is probably say, I shocking. I hate hearing the sound of my own probably voice. Probably shocking to some people that me in particular doesn't like just play my podcast all the time. I feel like the big time tie thing. I think some people actually believe, I mean, but
1: like, physiologically, every single human hates the sound of their own voice because it doesn't sound the same on a recording. That's fair. Yeah,
0: yeah I think it sounds awesome in real life, and I, I just don't care to find out. You
1: are the only person that will hear the voice
0: that you perceive it. That's deep. Be. I feel like you're like halfway to like a super deep 2011 Drake lyric. <laughs> everybody EDM dies but not everybody lives um <laughs> this is what relief sounds like folks but no but touching on the last podcast i, I we didn't I, at least i didn't get any messages saying like you guys are we're too down and that makes me feel good and i i also believe and again i'm not going to go back and listen if someone else wants to and chronicle this by all means i love rabid fans it, even though i feel like our community doesn't even feel like fans i feel like they're just friends of the pod everyone who listens is a friend of the pod but regardless of the syntax, we, we preface everything with like, it's bad, but they can be better. Like it's bad, but they can improve. It'll be really, really bad if they lose game two, which they didn't. So I feel like as down as we were, I think we were still relatively measured. And I don't think we were that far off. Like, I feel like, you know, things did look really bad and they did need to turn around and they did, but it was just, it it felt so hard for me to analyze because it was it wasn't a can question to me, it was a will question and thankfully they did. I don't know. Do, do you see what I'm saying? I do see what you're saying. It's more like there there's no
1: question that they could have improved on their game one performance. Right. Uh, like you say like when you say it's a matter of will, it's it's more like we know you can do it. Are you actually are you actually going to do it in mm. game 2? And they delivered. So, do you want to do you want to just hop right in?
0: Yeah, I do. So I think what was big for me was the Bucks start. Does they start with I think, and I've said this before, the Bucks are a great all-around team. I think their biggest strength is still their defense, their ability to just choke teams out, and I think that's where the Bucks' success is going to start. So I know the first quarter I think was even worse, but the first half for Orlando, the Magic, end up with forty-three points, which they were they were on pace for less. They had twenty-eight I think at one point in the in the second quarter. But across the entire first half, Orlando shoots 24% from the field, 6% from three. They were one for 16. They do go 20 for 21 from the foul line, which was just ridiculous. And the Bucks still don't get whistles. But almost as many turnovers as assists, eight assists, seven turnovers. I mean, Milwaukee just started this game by saying all of our shots might not fall. One guy in particular who we will get to, I'm sure. But the Bucs, it just felt like to me said, you're not going to score at all. So even if we don't score at a super high clip, you're just not going to score at all. And that's how we win this game easily. And that's what happened.
1: Yeah, it's more like if your shot isn't falling a certain day, like that's to be expected. You're going to have your dry spells. What matters is if you can actually stop your opponent on the defensive end, you can do that every night. You know, Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter like, oh, if you're having an on night off night in terms of shot making, you can have a great defensive performance as a team every single night and that's what defines like that's how you get to the level of like a championship contender getting to winning a championship is by having an elite defense that you can rely upon every single night game one they didn't seem like they cared at yeah. all this game they came out and they 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 had a certain tenacity to the when they were playing it just felt like okay they they care now they realized that they just got embarrassed so they, they wanted to right the ship and they came out, especially on the defensive end, like you said, just they just came out like, okay, we're not we're not losing this game.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think I my hope now is that they need to harness that fire. Cause I think they got their backs got pushed to the wall, you know, they got held over the flames, whatever metaphor you want to use, and realized they were close to a point where you don't really come back from. I mean, could they rip off four straight wins against the magic at any given time? Sure. But I just mean going down oh two in this series. It would have just been such a low point, like, emotionally and and morale wise, that I don't think anyone wanted to go there. I certainly didn't. So I think they need to just harness that energy that, oh, expletive, we need to get going. And they need to carry it forward. Like they I don't want to see any more plays, quarters, halves off. And it, it's a little worrying to me that Orlando outscored the Bucks in the last two quarters. I don't like to see it. Milwaukee does still hold on to win handily. I wanna see that effort Until garbage time. Like, that's really what I want to see going forward. But one guy defensively I thought was terrific early was Brooke Lopez. Uh, In addition to, I mean, he got, he always. This game in particular, though, I mean, he had some, I thought they were very clean blocks and, and contests that, He drew whistles on. Tough whistle day for Brooke Lopez. It's
1: been like that ever since he got to Milwaukee.
0: It has been, but today it stood out. And he only ends with four, which I would have guessed like 12, and they just let him play for some reason. But um, he certainly picks up a lot of questionable fouls. But Brooke with a terrific day overall. I mean, he ends up shooting four for eight from deep, which that was a sigh of relief after his shot did not look very good on Tuesday. Scores 20 points on eight for 12 shooting. Only three rebounds, but we know Brooke is a box out guy. Somehow he only ends up with one steal and one block. Giannis but, had
1: twenty rebounds.
0: Yeah, he had the first <laughs> first first twenty twenty game since Kareem uh, Doris was talking about. It. I watched the national broadcast today. Don't Ooh, judge you did? me. Switch Don't, me don't it judge up. me. Oh, I, okay. I will judge I, you a little bit. Fox Foxworth Wisconsin
1: all the way. You Jim know and what, Marcus? Come on, Ty. I didn't mean to. Like Zoro.
0: <sighs> when that really, you really twisted the knife in my heart when you threw Zora on the end. You know, I enjoy watching Zora work. It. <sighs> Hulu just pulls up like a game, like a suggested game, because I, I usually click on the whether it's TNT or ESPN, because all the other games that's the only way I can watch them. Like I don't, I don't do League Pass because I couldn't watch these games on League Pass because they're national slash playoff games. So, I think that's the trap I fall into, and then I kind of forget to fix it. But I digress. Doris pointed out I think Giannis is the first Bucks player to have a 2020 in the playoffs since Kareem Abdul-Jabbar did it, and Kareem did it like a thousand times, but Giannis has now done it once, which is neat. Um, but Brooke Lopez a very good game, somehow only credited with one steal and one block, but he felt downright disruptive for a lot of the first quarter. I mean, the whole team was locked in, like you said, but Brooke, especially even being more comfortable leaving the paint to go with Nikola Vucevic, who still had himself uh, a day or no, this wasn't night. I'm never going to get my days and nights straight. (laughs) Vucevic does still put up 32 points on really good shooting numbers, especially within the arc. Um, But I think early on, he was not as much of a factor and the Bucks' defense as a whole and Brooke Lopez looked a lot more ready and a lot more comfortable. Going away from the traditional drop and having Brooke venture out a little bit without giving up all those layups, that was something that was huge to me. That was a very positive sign. But Brooke in general, I thought, was just tremendous, which is a very positive sign as well.
1: Yeah, he can he can move his feet decently well. He's just not asked to,
0: you know? Like the
1: reason that he just drops uh, so hard on pick and roll coverages is because he's not asked to, you know, move his feet a lot. It's not like Vucevic is like an extremely quick guy off the dribble or anything. No, no. <laughs> he he's not. can show a little higher and wild what happens when you do that. So at least I'm glad they made that adjustment. You know, you can show a little higher, Brooke. You don't have to drop to like the restricted area <laughs> and, yeah. and just give like arms and legs worth of space to, you know, Vucevic. Uh, in the mid-range so you know what that was that was a good adjustment by him really short up the entire defense like you were saying honestly
0: like the absolute top of the line optimism take here is like think logically right like what adjustment has to be made if brook isn't going to sag so hard the perimeter defenders need to be a lot more mindful of their guy and and not letting him cut or you know just move out of the way for an open three right they need to be more aware of him maybe not sag off those players as much I mean that's something we've been talking about since binge the buck since watching the last Eastern Conference Finals it
1: keeps coming back baby yeah like Binge's just
0: the- be aware it, it always will I mean that was such an endeavor we, no one can believe that we put ourselves through that but we did for the listeners um, and because we need content I can't believe we did <laughs> I can't either um, but that that could be a huge thing going forward if that's something that we get see incorporated more and more like the the perimeter defenders being more comfortable you know playing off their men. Uh, actually playing on their men more, but not letting, not being so close that they can get cut around, but staying aware of them, not giving up those open shots. It's a hard balance, but that's something the Bucs could really use experience on when they're going to run into those elite creators off the dribble later in the playoffs. You can't just keep giving up those open threes. So hopefully that's something that can carry on and translate to all facets of their defense. Some help is good. You know, trapping sometimes is good, but... The Bucks will end up in no man's land as help defenders way too often, and it comes back to bite them all the time. Hopefully, this is a step in the direction of excising that issue.
1: Yeah, maybe maybe you can trust the two best rim defenders in the entire freaking league, Brook <laughs> Lopez and Giannis, uh, instead of just like, helping off of open shooters or yeah. that will be open.
0: Uh, if, yeah. like, just, just let Giannis cheat and nobody else. Yeah, like he why. can do whatever he wants. Like have Giannis a play free safety.
1: Stashed on the non-shooter.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. If you're not going to use Saban, we still didn't see a ton of him on Vucevic this game. If you're if you're going to do that, then like don't let anyone else do that. Like let Giannis range. If if you have to rotate the cover of his guy, then let Giannis go and cover for whoever's covering for him. The Bucks are athletic, and obviously Giannis is so long that he can make up ground quicker than anybody in the league. Really. I just, I would love to see more of that. Like only let Giannis roam unless I mean, maybe just like have that as a rule until it can't be a rule anymore. Honestly, I mean, I don't know. We'll see. But Brook was huge. Uh, who else do you want to highlight from this game?
1: Eric Bledsoe. Okay. I feel like he's not getting enough. He's not getting enough love. Maybe it's just because I uh, I've missed watching him play because he wasn't there for like the scrimmages or anything that feels like eons ago (laughs)
0: and like most of the seeding games we've been through a lot since the scrimmages rohan yeah we
1: have um but yeah we just i we haven't seen him play a lot he just brings he at the his point of attack defense is yes insane he gets into defense he what he did to markel fultz (laughs) <laughs> a lot of the a lot of the game was just it was just mean. Like Markel Fultz, like bless his heart, man. He he was pulling up uh for like deep mid rangers sometimes. He did make his only three point attempt. Like, you know, shout out Markel Fultz. Still believing in him. Me too. Um, Me too. Yeah, I hope he does great things. Uh, but yeah, Bledsoe was just wreaking havoc at the point of attack, and it's like you know he's still he's still contributing a bit on the offensive end. He had that insane and one spin that might have yes. been might have been a charge,
0: uh, <laughs> and the we, charge it should they should all be blocks. Yeah,
1: no, it was called a block. I completely agree with every single call that the refs made that game. Um, <laughs> that was a joke, um, <laughs> um, but yeah, he he contributes on the offensive end in spurts, but mainly his his point of attack defense just completely changes changes um, the the Bucks outlook on the defensive end.
0: I just wanted him to clean up his shot selection a little bit. He's he oh for three tonight he gets from too deep. Too comfortable. Yeah, you
1: know, he like he starts feeling himself going to the rim. Okay, um, and just. <laughs> <laughs> and then
0: just uh he, he thinks he can pull up for three. Right. No, I think here let me. I want to see if I can pull up his shot chart quickly cuz I want to say almost all of his misses. So he has out of all his shots, two misses were around the rim, the other four, the three-threes and then one jumper just outside the circle. So he, he made a couple jumpers, he made a couple shots at the rim and obviously drew uh, a free throw, but just some of the like and history is i think one i think was fine i think one really came in the flow of the game which i'm fine with that i'm not yeah, no that's fine
1: as long as you're not just like pulling up in transition yeah. with like 18 seconds
0: left on the shot clock yeah it's the pull-ups that that kill me and and it's which is he's weird, one of the because he's a better pull-up three-point shooter than he is a catch-and-shoot three-point shooter he is but it's just like some it's like situationally too like yes, pulling up exactly. with eight seconds left if you have an advantage on the shot clock is a lot different than you know, 22 seconds, you haven't even, and like, especially if Giannis is out there, like, r- try to get a better look first. Like, you should settle for that. After something else doesn't work, you shouldn't just default for that, unless you're, if you know, funny. If, if you're one of the elite shooters on the team, sure. Bledsoe, even though he's better on pull-ups, not elite there, so I would say, I'd, I want to see him work something else first, but overall, I do think he's been good. I think just good, I don't think he's been great, but I think he's been good. He does add something to the team, and... Yeah, and especially I, just, I, I mean, want to defensively.
1: Point out that he's been playing good so far in postseason basketball.
0: That's all. Yes, but again, first round, we're in the first but round. I'm, I just, am
1: yeah, just saying okay. he's playing good in
0: postseason basketball. You can have it, Eric Bledsoe okay. supporter Rohan Kadi. Yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll say that. Yeah, I, I, I support in. him too. I support him too. All
1: um,
0: right. let's. I want to get the negative out of the way before we hit the halfway point here. Um, well, I guess we have two negative things.
1: Okay, I was going to say which
0: one. <laughs> the rotations. Let's start with the rotations. Um, so my, my new working optimistic assumption is that Bud is just trying to get the best idea possible of what he has from these guys right now. And then I, I do still think, and some people are going to call me silly. I do still think we're going to see the rotations trimmed down eventually. Like we did you know, by the later rounds last year a little bit. I hope we see them trimmed down even more than that. We haven't seen it yet. Again, a little bit concerning, uh, especially because, I mean, again, this was the Bucks are down 0-1 in this series. They lost a the game, and we still didn't really see it. Uh, in this game, 11 guys play. They all check in in the first half. They would have all checked in in the first quarter if play stopped in time for Kyle Korver, who had a pretty solid game, admittedly, to get in. And, and I, I tweeted something about why is Kyle Korver coming in this game, and people were tweeting at me, look, he's making these threes. You're an idiot. And I go, I am an idiot, but... I, it wasn't like Corver in particular, it was more like why is the eleventh guy checking in and trying to check in at the first first quarter that that was more my issue than Corver in particular. I don't think Corver should really play in important games. I just think like you can find shooting and guys who are actually you know just not. Forty seven hundred years old uh, on the team, especially Pat Connaughton, who we'll get to. But I don't know what, what's your thoughts on the rotations. I'm I'm just I'm hoping they're pared down later. I guess we're just not going to see it this series, which is a bummer to me. Uh, I just think that now is the time to get ready for the real playoff games, but we're we're not there right now.
1: Yeah, I I think I'm in the same boat as you. It's just can we can we hope that Bud you know trims down the rotations as the rounds go on? Because this is I mean to be fair. He technically did trim down on the first quarter. 11 guys, uh, game one, 10 guys. Ty, it's an improvement. It's an he improvement tried tie.
0: for 11. He just failed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it, whatever happened, what, he, we don't know his intentions. Maybe he was, he was setting Kyle Corver up to just, you know, be, scare scare uh, Orlando
0: yeah no okay no
1: <laughs> okay not buying it uh, I, I
0: really tried to for, just for you but I, I couldn't do it okay but no just
1: I, I like i said i'm in the same boat as you it's it's disheartening i think is a good word to use in this situation because it's like we, we know that these guys are capable of playing big Mits. maybe it's like maybe it's like in this they're trying to ramp up for
0: Big minutes again. But so played twenty five minutes. Well, I, I guess he missed some time, but that's that seems yeah, excessively recovering low. Recovering
1: from COVID. That's true. That's it's, true. <laughs> eh.
0: So maybe
1: maybe his minutes will go up as uh, time goes on. Maybe he's just making more room for George Hill uh, because he does need to play. Yeah. Uh, so it's there's multiple reasons. I think it might just be a wait and see sort of thing because, like we saw in game one, I don't know if they're treating this like a playoff series. Uh, so I, I don't guess know if they're you aware
0: that it is one yeah the well, bucks they look at the schedule they're like how many games in a row do we have against orlando And these seating
1: games? yeah i don't know the nba was weirdly scheduling things they were trying to make up because they you know uh before the hiatus they were supposed to have like a back-to-back against the nets i think yeah uh, so they were just making up for that with five games <laughs> against the magic
0: <laughs> i can't believe it's gotta be five okay let's get to the other negative uh, i want to i want to separate the negatives before the our halftime break here and and just end on on other stuff. There might be some not positive things, but the glaring negative through two games to me has got to be Chris Middleton. Dante, oh, really? <laughs> Sorry, no. <laughs> were you kidding? You were kidding, right? Yes. <laughs> Dante was okay tonight. We'll get to him. He he bounced back a little bit. He Rough start offensively. He kind of no, got he, around. He, he it was, was Chris. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, Chris is the much. Chris is the one that matters. Chris is the one, like Chris, not only can't be like quietly okay. Like I mean. Like, Chris can't even be, like, quietly okay. Like, if you get 15 a night on decent shooting from Chris, that's not even enough. Like, that's not going to cut it against the the really great teams. You definitely can't get two points on one for eight shooting in 31 minutes. Like, this is rough. And he had some good passes. He also had four turnovers to go with his six assists, five rebounds. Like, he did some stuff. He was sort of active. I still don't think eight shots is enough. But... I I don't really know. They're just not going in. Like, I feel like some of his looks were pretty solid. They're he's not just using not him making. as a
1: secondary playmaker.
0: Yeah. They're using him
1: as like a Wes Matthews. Yeah, that as well. It just, it doesn't make any sense. He's being used, utilized. Maybe, I don't know if this is a part of the game plan. I don't know if this is on him, uh, but he he's playing
0: the role of like a 3 and D guy. Well, I think... He, there's some, there's been some stuff run for him. I think part of this is on him as well because I, we saw some pick and rolls that he ran and he was very pass happy out of them. And I don't know if he had to be every time, like every time he ran a Chris Giannis action, uh him Giannis action, it felt like the ball was going to Giannis one way or another. I mean, he I think he threw one of the lobs. The Bucks are throwing lobs now. That's actually a positive development, but he, he was passive in some of those looks, but I, I think they need to run it. Through him more i agree with you but a lot of the times when they went to that he's just like finding the pass he threw a lot of passes in this game it felt like to me more than i'm used to seeing like i remember once he was in the post and he had a player roughly his size and i was just like okay this is classic like chris is gonna take this guy and post him up and he just he and he found he found it cutting dante Divincenzo vincenzo for an easy two but which was an incredible pass it was an incredible pass and I I misspoke. I mean Dante going to the rim is never an easy two. It was a very complicated two at the end of the day, but it was an open an open layup attempt. But it's just like even though I mean you love to see Chris making plays and all that, he didn't even really look like he wanted to try and do his fadeaway and I don't know. I I don't love that. I, so he seems very trigger shy right now and I'm I'm a little concerned. I think that might be my biggest concern right now with the team.
1: Yeah, it's just he he seems passive like literally and figuratively just um oh wow yeah you you know pass happy like that yeah Uh, i do uh just yeah sorry i got caught up in my own pun (laughs) Uh, he he just he doesn't seem like he's being aggressive which is like we talked about this last episode he just he he's not being aggressive he's not being the same chris that we saw in the cd games which is weird because it's the same environment you think that would translate necessarily maybe he's the only one who thinks it's the playoffs but it's not against the Celtics. So he just doesn't know what to do. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Yeah. I just, I don't know. There's, there's only, we can only hope that game three brings just like aggressive Chris. Maybe, maybe he just, he wasn't seeing a shot fall and he wasn't trying to, you know, overextend himself
0: like other players. That's Uh, just, that's, uh, that's just, it's not an option for him though. I just can't.
1: He he has more responsibility than that. And I don't know if that's translating.
0: It's not. And I, thinking back, he was not good against Memphis. And I was a little, not very worried, but a little worried then. I mean, that was the game, of course, like his 50-40-90. I think that on. was
1: in his head in that game. It honestly. might have been.
0: I, I don't know if it was or not, but it, whatever happened, it seems to have translated because he just does not look comfortable. And this kind of, we kind of saw this before the break, although I think he had some sort of a neck thing that was bothering him. I, it was kind of weirdly, vaguely reported, but... Since that point, at least before the, the stoppage, before you know, COVID really shut everything down, and now we're just like pretending that it's not, um, he's looked good since then, at least. So, I, I don't think there's anything carrying over. I don't think it's a medical thing, I, I don't know what it is, but he's like, I, if you're gonna miss shots, Chris, like, miss 15 shots, like, seriously, like, I would rather see that. I don't want any part of passive Chris Middleton. I mean, this is. This is the last chance to iron out big issues before the games get real. I mean, Miami's after up two zero.
1: After this, you get real series.
0: Yeah, yeah, They're big exactly. From here on out, yeah, yeah. Miami's up two and zero. They've been pretty close games. Um, I think I picked Indy in that series. That's not good for my for my uh, my pocketbook. But it's just like they they need to get him you right. That's Indy? the new number one priority. Did I picked Indy. Yeah, yeah, I did. I just. I thought I thought the heat, people are a little too high in the heat, I, I thought. And I still kind of think that. And and it doesn't help. I, Indy is, like, so banged up all the time. And now Victor Oladipo is looking like he's in the Book of Eli with that cornea stuff. <laughs> it's just, like, seriously, like, they have the worst luck possible. I think if they're fully healthy, it's, like, a really interesting series, even if they lose. Yes. But Yes, if they're fully healthy, if they have Sabonis. Like... It was really, like, just betting, like is this the time when indie shooters are finally going to stop hitting all these threes and not Robinson who's very good, but like, it was really just like a bet. Like, are we going to see the variants hit Crowder and Iguodala and his, and now Jimmy's shooting them again, which that, I mean, I think he can do it. I think he just wasn't, but I was like, well, bam, doesn't Jimmy hasn't been. Now he is like, if Crowder and Iguodala start missing a lot, I could see things just going really bad for their offense and, and they've been close games, but yeah, I think they're going to, they're going to win in five, but Oh, but yeah, it gets real now, and like you have, you know, hopefully, just three more games in this first round before we get we get real. They're gonna need a much, much better version of Chris. I think that now becomes really the top priority, number one thing I'm gonna be looking for. The number one thing the team should be working on: get this guy going, like get this guy confident, this get this guy feeling good. Remind him that, like you said. You know, you can't be that three and D guy who scores eight points and everyone's like, oh, you're fine. Like it's it's fine if Wes Matthews scores eight points on like three or four attempted shots. That's that's his role. He's primarily defense and then also hit some threes. Chris Middleton's not that guy and and he hasn't been all year. You know, he's looking at an all NBA spot. He wasn't all star for the second straight year. With all the accolades, with all the excitement it's from us and other people, it's got to translate to
1: the postseason.
0: It's got to translate to the postseason. You got it, you, There's expectations. you done now. it before
1: in the playoffs, like just, off and
0: on, but yeah, he has proven he can do it in that setting.
1: Yeah, just like just just do it again. Like you know what you need to do, and it's it's like who who's who on the Magic is going to give him trouble defensively.
0: Like, that's that's really the. It's not like they've got someone that they've put on him, like Evan if Jonathan. Fournier? If Jonathan Isaac was like playing tremendous defense on him, maybe you look, I still don't think anyone should be able to guard a player of his caliber to two points on eight attempted shots, but maybe you look at it differently. But I mean, Wessel Wundu is probably their best wing defender left. He's not even starting. It, it's, it's troublesome. It's troublesome to say the least.
1: Yeah. So there's still at least three more games left in the series. God, I really hope it's three more. <laughs> Ah, uh, this going, this potentially going five. It, I mean, obviously, it's going to have to go five minimum. Uh, but that's just, it's terrible.
0: I don't like it, it at is. all. It's we're, we're stressed it's now. Too many games. It's it's definitely too many games. And you know, Rohan, whether it's stress, tight muscles, tough workouts, signs of aging, or simply making it through each busy day. Everyone understands what it's like to be tense and sore. So everyone can benefit from TheraOne's CBD products. Started by Dr. Jason Wurzlin TheraBody exists to provide you with the best scientifically validated natural solutions to soothe your body and relax your mind. It started with the revolutionary TheraGun percussive therapy device. When Dr. Jason saw the benefits of using CBD, he then created TheraOne to bring you their products done right. A lot of CBD products claim organic, but still can contain up to 30% filler, and those fillers can be toxic. We don't love to see that. That's why TheraOne tests their products four times before they get to you. That sounds like a great job. Every product is USDA certified organic, grown in the U.S., and their CBD extracts are the highest quality available anywhere. Use their warming lotion in your morning routine, the cooling lotion or massage oil to recover, the body balm for targeted relief, and the sleep tincture, underused word, tincture, to drift into a deep deep night's sleep. Now through Labor Day, Monday, September 7th, TheraOne is offering our listeners of this here podcast, the Eurostep, a buy one, get one free for all TheraOne products, but you've got to go to theragun.com slash bluewire. If you don't love what you get, you'll send it back for a full refund within 30 days of purchase. That's just a silly satisfaction guarantee. You gotta take advantage of this, folks. I don't think you'll need to use it, though. And this is not something TheraOne is likely to do. Again, buy one, get one free at theragun.com slash bluewire, but only until Labor Day. Go right now to theragun.com slash bluewire. And speaking of the weekend, we weren't we weren't. Sunday, Sunday, Sundays are coming back to the NFL. We're getting very close now, folks, and with NFLSundayTicket.tv, you can stream every live out-of-market NFL game every Sunday afternoon on your favorite devices. Plus, Red Zone and TV fantasy channels are included. You will never miss your favorite teams and favorite players. No matter where you live, NFLSundayTicket.tv is your key to the most glorious Sundays ever. Use the promo code BLUEWIRE at checkout to get fifteen percent off your subscription. Visit NFL and use promo code BLUEWIRE. Rohan, what's the promo code? Bluewire. Absolutely. Okay, what should we talk about now?
1: Um I guess I guess maybe I, I hinted at it earlier, just let's if we're on negatives, what is going on with Dante?
0: See, I I actually thought I got some encouraging stuff from this game I thought from really? Dante Started off poorly. Started off poorly, but the defense seems to be coming back. The defense
1: and, is always going to be there, but is, it it's It almost like,
0: wasn't, though. Okay, fair,
1: but it's also like if you're going to create possessions, like offensive possessions on the defensive end, it doesn't matter if you're just wasting them on the
0: offensive no, end. No, and that, that was exactly where I was at early in the game. So he, one sequence in particular, I've got uh memorized basically like seared into my brain he makes this terrific live ball steal i I guess all steals are live ball but he like reaches into a passing lane grabs the ball turns is like driving up the court and just like misses a layup in traffic and it's really bad and just give the ball right back so that's basically like a net zero from your steal but he cleans it up i mean look at his final stat line i think he started rough and improved four for nine from the field one for two from deep, two for four from free throw. Not good enough. All the Bucks need to work on that. Uh, but three rebounds, one assist, two turnovers, one right there. And Marvin one Williams steal I just needs mentioned. to
1: just get dinner from everyone at, at the free throw line in practice. Yeah, I love Wait, those get videos. dinner. Have you not seen those behind the scenes things? No, the Bucks have been tweeting out. He's like they I've... bet like they bet like meals and stuff on it. Like who wins oh, really? free throw shooting contests and stuff. And Marvin oh, that's, Williams that's fun. is like that's like his thing.
0: Oh, that's such a Marv thing. Mm -hmm. Nothing has ever been more Marvin Williams than winning dinners from free throw contests. What a a meat and potatoes power forward (laughs) he is. But I I thought it was an encouraging Dante game. I don't think it was one of his best games of the season, but probably his best game in the bubble. And I would love to see him turn it around as good as Planet Pat has been. And I think Pat for me is now seventh or eighth in terms of like guys I want to see play in real games. Like he's been that good. Like, Dante being good, too, really helps as well.
1: Okay, I'm not going to go as far as saying Dante was good.
0: Better. Sure.
1: Uh, better than just an absolute train wreck. Um, is maybe like a smaller car train wreck. Like, a,
0: it's a smaller train. I don't know. Like, is that <laughs> something? like bike, bike crash into a tree. Yeah, sure. <laughs> it's very small on the scale. No one's No one's losing life here.
1: Yeah. Like yeah, bike just crashes into a tree. Sort of game. Like sure, it's better than a train wreck. It doesn't mean it's a net positive though. I don't know. Just like sure, sure it's better. You can construe that as sort of like being encouraging. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not really seeing it.
0: Really, I, I thought at least later on in the game, and and I was a little in and out of the very end. But I don't know. I thought I thought he pulled it together a little bit. I I just think at the very least, even if he's not like good right now, I think it's a step toward it. I think like. He was pull, like he wasn't an abject disaster, and yes, the bar is the floor right now. But that is how bad he has been playing in the bubble, and at least was encouraging for me to see him start to string together a couple of good things. Like it feels like okay, he's starting sure. to pull it together. That's
1: fair. I'm being too harsh on Dante.
0: I don't know if he will enough for me or Bud to trust him with big minutes later. I guess we'll see what just happens. The, Who the knows? The thing that annoys me the most
1: uh, with Dante right now is just taking, like. Just taking pull-up shots with, like, Giannis and Chris or Chris on the court with <laughs> him, you
0: know? Yeah.
1: Uh, like, or like, middle of the shot clock possessions. Like, you can't get anything better than that. My guy, you're sh- you can't, like, throw a stone into the ocean right now. Like, maybe give it to an all-star. You
0: know? Right. Yeah. No, I, I agree with that. I think nine shots. Is, I mean, he took more shots than Chris. Yeah. Which is not good. <laughs> no. Which is not good. But part of that's on Chris. But, yeah, he still shoots too much. I think... I mean, in fairness to Dante, he, oh, he took way more too many, shots
1: than Pat.
0: Way too many of Dante's minutes came in all bench groups. And some of these, like, I don't know who else is going to actually, like, dribble the ball into a shot. So some of that I will excuse. I'd have to look at the actual the actual minutes, but I know at least some of his minutes came, like, the the lineup was, like, literally the whole bench. And again, like... George Hill is. I mean, took two shots. Like George Hill is just not a guy that's going to dribble into ten shots a game right now. Didn't take Sometimes a single when need him,
1: three, which was weird for George Hill.
0: Yeah, that was weird. I thought he did he take a long two at one point. He, must I think have. he did. Yeah, I think he did. It was a long two. Um, those all bench signups need to go because I just like you're not getting anything constructive. Like, and that's this the is thing. Two like, K,
1: you don't just make complete line changes.
0: <laughs> I love that you do that in two
1: K as well. Oh, obviously,
0: but it's just so easy. Um but the thing that's really damaging about those groups to me is, like, I don't care what Dante DiVincenzo is going to do as the lead ball handler this postseason. You know, is, is hopefully it going to maybe... Nothing. <laughs> well, hopefully, exactly. But, I mean, like, maybe three years from now it's an important thing. I don't care right now. Like, the focus is a championship. I want to see Dante DiVincenzo function as a wing where, like, he's at the three-point line and he catches the ball and either decides to drive, shoot, or kick it out somewhere. Like, that's all... He should be worried about and giving him that bigger role in those bench lineups. That's something that during the season that's fine to see what you've got. Right now, I'm just not interested. Like, some well, here's the players who should handle the ball for the Bucs Giannis, Chris, Eric Bledsoe, a little bit of George Hill. That's it. Like, that's all who should be running real sets and handling the ball and dribbling into a enemy territory where you can get picked with any regularity. Like, even Pat, who I've been very high on and who somehow had 11 rebounds in this game. He had had a turnover come when he like tried to dribble up the middle of the floor and just like Markel Fultz kind of took it away. Like he's just like, these guys aren't point guards. It's like, it's not as dramatic as this, but it's like when Sterling Brown got pressed into ball handling at some of the seating games, Sterling Brown can be a functional player, but not doing that. And I, I don't think even if these other guys can be a little functional, I don't want to waste the possessions. Like, I want to see you play off of Chris and Giannis and Bledsoe and a little bit of George Hill. I honestly I'd, might
1: rather see Thanasis, uh handle the ball than like Pat or Sterling,
0: because at least like Thanasis
1: would like jump over someone.
0: He's, you know? yeah, he's gonna try to dunk. That's the his that's his gear. You know, that's like, he, his, He's that's probably his gonna playbook. draw a foul or something. May, eh, if, if I don't if he's know if is in the, the playoffs. playoffs. I don't know if he is in the playoffs. But okay, maybe um, <laughs> he's he's oh,
1: got they're
0: the calling everything apparently or not. I don't even want to talk about bubble refs. It's just disappointing. But mad um, Madden playbook is like just Hail Mary, <laughs> and I love it. I love it, <laughs> for, him. I love it for him. I love it for him. Good for him. Good for him. But yeah, I, I think some encouraging stuff this game though. Like I feel like some of the role players looked a lot better. Wes getting a, a
1: competent. We we, we haven't really discussed that he went five of eight from distance.
0: Well, you're right. You're right. And I think he's a b- well above forty percent now in the bubble as a whole do you think him being and obviously not 60 percent, but do you think him being like a high 30s low 40s catch and shoot three-point guy is sustainable for this team
1: it might be sustainable um what like they really need it to be sustainable yeah yeah they do
0: they need any
1: sort of reliable catch and shoot game anything Mm -hmm. because this team is weird they rely a lot of of their threes are, like, catch-and-shoot threes, but they're, like, a terrible
0: <laughs> shooting team. Which, which is, like, they have the shooters. It drives me crazy. Like, they have guys who should be making these shots. I think it's, like,
1: I don't know what it is. It might be, like, the pressure of receiving, like, a pass from Giannis or something. Or Chris, like, I don't know. I, I could not tell you what it is, but they just they seem terrible in catch-and-shoot situations. Um, yeah, But maybe maybe it's... I don't know, but they, they just need it to be sustainable. And if Pat can keep it up, he seems like he has been keeping it up. That'd be that'd be insane because we know that he can bring it in the playoffs because we saw it in that series against Boston last year where he just took but over. That
0: man is in Massachusetts. It's going down. Um, <laughs> that, that was block the most excited he had on, on.
1: Westwood was it? Yeah, was just he, is- he was nasty.
0: He just took that ball. Like, I think he's starting to put those pieces together a little bit more than we've seen before. Like, I even thought defensively, I mean, you mentioned the block, which is obviously great, but that's always, like, he's always gotten some crazy highlights like that. That's what happens when you're just that athletic. Yeah, it is. But I, I think, like, he just looked more competent on defense, like, than he had been in the past. I only saw, this like, game, one
1: jumping at a shooter.
0: Play. Yeah, exactly. Only like one that I can remember. Yeah, they need to track that as a stat, like screen assist, But like Chris um,
1: Herring with the F out of here, mellow
0: for forty-eight minutes. Chris Herring, absolute, <laughs> absolute former former Eurostep guest, absolute national treasure. Great guest. love F, it. Terrific person, but uh and writer and podcast everything, it's terrific everything. Person. But Pat, Pat's shooting. This is something where. Like, we've seen, like, the Raptors will, like, ride a hot hand. Like, Norm Powell is not always that guy, but sometimes he is, he is and when he is, Milwaukee. like, what? He is against Milwaukee. He is against Milwaukee, but, like, in some other some other times, too, and they'll just ride that hot hand. I feel like that's, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I move Pat up in my rotation. Keep giving him minutes if he's going to keep hitting these threes. Like, keep him in this rhythm. Like, maybe it subsides at some point, and you figure it out then, but... For now, don't waste this resource. If he's gonna act like a 40% catch and shoot guy, keep him out there, man. Because, like you said, they need that. But between West looking more comfortable, Brooke Lopez having some good days, all of a sudden the Bucks are looking a little bit more potent from deep. And that's another reason Dante's minutes become a little bit questionable for me. He's not a consistent shooter. I think he's low 30s on the year. He's had some games where he was good. I wouldn't say he's had like long stretches of the year, like a month or more when he's been very accurate. And it just kind of seems to come and go. And I, I hate his shot selection. A lot of his threes are pull-ups as well. But even catch and shoot, he's not like a knockdown guy. Pat is really making a convincing case to to take that rotation spot for me.
1: Yeah, he really, he deserves it. Like, he, he deserves it at this point. He hasn't been like a net negative in any situ, sort of situation, really. So it's like why not? He's been a he's been a very capable, he's been a very good player for the bucks and the bubble. So he, he it's not just it's not convincing for me, it's deserved.
0: Yeah, no, that's fair. Um but yeah, that's it's very positive. I, I just I, I hope they keep going to him. Like, don't don't let his minutes randomly dry up in one of these games. I think, yeah, he led the bench in minutes today, which is interesting. We'll see how much that means going forward. I, I like that the three guys on the bench who played the most minutes were him he were he? Yeah, were he uh, Marvin Williams and, and George Hill, that's for me, that's their ideal bench setup. Um, I think if you, if you go to an eight man rotation, those should be the guys. And then obviously you stagger Brook Brooke and Giannis. So either one of those two guys is playing center. Um, but yeah, that, that, hopefully those are the three guys we see the most, maybe Dante and Corver and spurts, but not consistently. That's my hope. Um, one thing I want to talk about, people keep asking about this. People keep like really like caping for him to play more. Robin Lopez just not looking good recently, and so, I'm one of those I, I'm not, people. I know you are, but I'm not. I'm not calling out, and it wasn't you, but somebody was tweeting a couple people. I think honestly, like, why did Robin Lopez not get more run against Vucevic? Like, he is the guy to stop him. He's not. He's not. I mean, like the thing, like I don't think Vucevic is like stronger than Brook Lopez. I think he's like he just stretches him out and he's crafty and everything. And I think Robin is a little bit slower than Brook laterally, and I think that showed like. Vucevic was cooking Robin Lopez around the basket. It's just like if you're not gonna really guard him really well there. And I mean credit to Vucevic who's just yeah, been also, tremendous like, in the what series. What is
1: going on with Nikola
0: Vucevic? Listen, I think Nikola Vucevic has been thinking long and hard about the prison that Marcus put him in the last time around, and I think he was very determined to not let that happen again. Like, but
1: there's there's uh, there's you know like having a favorable matchup uh in sort of like s- schematically which is what he's being faced with with the box and then there's what he's doing to the box he is
0: i all credit to him man he might be playing his way into like i don't know he's not up for contract anytime soon maybe they they trade him maybe they don't i think orlando just likes being orlando but regardless like if they also Ronald like Lopez, the hornets because they're the same fringes they true i'm glad i'm not the only one who thinks that um steve clifford has coached one team i don't care what anyone says but Like if Robin Lopez isn't going to like really do great work with him when he's around the basket, there's just not that much reason to play him. Like he just he doesn't offer anything that Brooke doesn't doesn't offer. Uh, And like what you run into more is not saying we wish we had a guy like Brooke Lopez out there all 48. It's like we need to find ways to keep Brooke out there for longer because it seems optimal to go smaller and stretchier and play more Giannis at the five. It's going to be hard to find Robin Lopez minutes. I'm just going to say that now. Like especially looking forward against the teams the Bucs are going to see, who outside of Bam Adebayo play mostly stretchy big guys.
1: Except the only the only matchup I could see is probably the Lakers.
0: I think they're going to be away from JaVale by the time they get to the finals, if they get there. They, I mean, they're still playing if they get him tonight. they to
1: the finals, they're going
0: to go away from JaVale. I, they're gonna have to to get there, is what I'm saying. Like they started him again tonight. Every Lakers person I know, not like front oh, wow. office, like coverage I mean, they should be. It's the it's the effing Blazers, but that no, but like everyone is like, don't just start AD at the five. I don't know if it's AD. I don't know if it's Vogel. I don't know what's happening there. But I think they're gonna, regardless, I, they don't play Javale a lot. I, I don't. I think they're gonna go more and more AD at the five. But outside of that. That may, that may be like a chance contract you
1: for a d you gotta make him happy
0: <laughs> I don't even want to get into a d at the five stuff, I and mean, they would take a whole nother hour, well, but
1: if, no if they uh if they don't uh if the Lakers don't make the finals, is he gonna leave is the that's, Bucks that's are that's on the, his list yeah no that's the uh, that's the model right <laughs> uh, young superstar up for uh upper uh free agency, you know, just like and the team doesn't perform well, he should leave right.
0: That's that's what I've been told. Yeah, I thought I thought that's how it works, Ty. That's what all I've it's, been. Hearing. That's all I've been hearing as well. But back to the the point I've been working on making. <laughs> <Sorry>. Robin's <laughs> not going to play a lot. Like people just need to accept that. Like he got, I think, nine minutes in this game. I don't think he's going to see more than ten minutes unless it's a blowout for like the rest of the way. I just I don't think he's not giving them a different dimension. And as much as I talked about having a useful backup center. I think Giannis at the five is a lot more prevalent, and they've worked with it a lot more this time around. So I think we're just going to see either Brooke or Giannis at the five most of the time, spot minutes for Robin Lopez. But I'm not, like, we're not going to see 20 minutes, I don't think, of Robin Lopez unless one of the other teams is very surprising in the personnel that they use against Milwaukee.
1: Yeah, it's just, I don't know, like you said, it's just tough to see how he how he really gets minutes going for it, which is tough. I like Robin Lopez. His new uh, his new ad with the NBA is just yeah. fantastic. It's amazing. It's so fun.
0: Like, I it's saw the, that and felt bad for my take on his minutes, but I, <laughs> that's it's how the, it is. It's a
1: perfect role for Robin Lopez. Like whoever put that together, that was just beautiful.
0: Yeah. No, credit to credit to people doing that's they just nailed it and robin uh, they gotta fly in him. like the bucks should use one of their personal slots on a mascot for robin maybe that'll maybe that'll get him in groove and then he'll demand playing time but
1: or they could just have someone be the mascot that's a personal.
0: (laughs) wow i feel so dumb right now i really talked about the mascots like they're real (laughs) (laughs) flying benny yeah, I I guess to, just be bring the suit. to be
1: fair, to be they're usually the same person, and they bring a different energy. They're, you know, they they know what they're doing. You don't have to cover it for me. No, it's no. I'm trying to make <laughs> a point. I'm not trying to disrespect everyone who's a mascot out there. Because okay, yeah, yeah. It's true. that's true. That's no. Let's not get it, mascot it,
0: it, Twitter after us. Yeah, it's <laughs> not disrespecting. The time. <laughs> just, um, we disrespect enough. Do you have any more box stuff? I feel like generally my takeaway is this is better. They still. I think have a little bit more room to go. I mean, the yeah. defense was mm-hmm. great in the first Rotations, half. They can improve,
1: Chris. Yeah, just yeah. Those are those are my big two. Dante needs to clean it up. Just th- yep. Those are my things that we'll be looking for going forward. Otherwise, it's just like the, the team seems back on track.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. They're they're on the right path. They have further to go, but this was a great sign. And I think for you know, if you're listening to this, if you're thinking, you know, I, I think this is a lot of things. I've, I've actually had people you know ask me a little bit about this. In a couple contexts, but like, what do you look for in some of these games? So, specifically, what I would look for, and pe- please, if you like, if this is not, does not feel condescending and mansplaining, please let me know. We can start doing this every episode. But what I'm going to be looking for in the next game, Chris, number one, gotta see Chris get it going. He's the most important thing right now, the most important question mark that I didn't think was gonna be a question mark. Uh, number two would just be like the intensity, sticking, staying high, like no more of these bad efforts for a few minutes the rotations a little bit i just i don't know how much that's going to change in this orlando series but i'd like to see it but i think those are the probably the big three things for me and then just like you know the role players continuing to hit shots generally most guys are really good marv was over two this game i'm not too worried the shot is looking like it's coming around but he, that's he more does, in the tertiary very good marv things yeah he's always he's always going to be marv i'm very confident i don't know if he's going to win the bucks a game but I think he's going to generally help everything. I don't think he's going to lose the bucks.
1: No, game. he's not going to lose the bucks games. He's never going to really be like someone who's prone to making any sort of mistakes offensively or defensively. He's going to take care of the ball. Just you can't really you can't really ask for ask for much more than that.
0: No, from your veteran buyout that's market why, edition, that's, that's, why that's, you that's have about it. as about as good as it gets. Mm-hmm. Okay, we've got one of one other thing to cover.
1: We do so uh, actual other news that happened in the NBA tonight, which I strangely. I don't recall like I know in my head that it happens during the playoffs but it just I I don't know why I just didn't realize that it was today. Uh the NBA lottery. Uh okay. Yeah. Which is a which is the thing that happened it's not really something that affects the Bucs that much but it is a major NBA event.
0: Yeah, it is and it's it, it could have affected the Bucs if things weren't really bad for Indiana but they didn't go quite that bad. Um but it's always interesting. I mean in a roundabout way I guess it does affect the box because it affects you know every team how how the balance of power shakes out this draft in particular you don't expect to change a lot for any team going forward but interesting I believe the top 4 was Minnesota number one, so that'll be interesting to see if they take Lamelo Ball, who I believe is the number one consensus I don't, pick at I think this they point. Were saying,
1: yeah, it's. It, I think it's mostly Lamelo. There's some Anthony yeah. Edwards discussion. There's, yeah,
0: there's some Anthony Edwards. They're certainly not going to take Wiseman. I don't think with Cat there, um but that'd Warriors a, number two. That'd be a decision. <laughs> The Warriors thing is going to be interesting. Oshkosh's own Tyrese Halliburton from some combos I've had with some folks. The Warriors like him a lot. I don't know if that, that feels is like a little Oshkosh? bit of a reach. He, uh, yeah. Oh, Oshkosh awesome. North guy. Yeah. Yeah. I think you won a state championship with Oshkosh North. I could have, I could have the high school wrong because I'm terrible with high schools. But one of the Oshkosh schools. I'm thought North. Maybe it was West, though. I uh, thought it was North. Who cares? It, one of the Oshkosh, Oshkosh schools. No. What? How many high schools are in Oshkosh? Uh well, there's two directional ones, and then there's like a couple other ones as well. Let's not let's not let's not go deep on this. I I didn't grow up here. Don't take it personally, Tyrese Halliburton, if you're listening. I respect whatever school you went to greatly. I do believe it's North though. Um, and then, who I think Hornets and Bulls. I think Hornets yep. are three and Bulls are four. Correct. And then the the Cavs are five, and then so on and so on. And yeah, it's interesting. I. I'm a little skeptical about LaMelo Ball and Anthony Edwards. I think both of them are kind of question marks to me. So it's like one of them might drop. Maybe neither of them does. I don't know. But it's going to be fascinating it to seems see like this every, draft.
1: Every top prospect in this draft is really like if it hits, it hits hard. But it's like there's a good chance that it fails.
0: Yeah, I think I – think- the the optimist like I think the two like biggest gambles are Ball and Edwards who I think are like the biggest really, risk I, war, reward guys. What about Wise Wy- Wiseman is a bigger risk because we haven't really think, seen I, him. I think Bad Wiseman though is still like he's a he's a somewhat mobile seven footer. Like I feel like he's gonna be an NBA player no matter what. I, I think Edwards could end up being one of those guys who is what? like. Not in the league for that much longer. I mean, I was just, we wanted to plug this anyway. I was just on the Chase Downs live video pod actually during the lottery, which is a lot of fun. And go check out that archive, or the uploaded pod version and the video version. Everything those guys do Justin Rowan uh, and Carter Rodriguez. Hopefully, it's not Rowan. I don't I think it's just Rowan. I think it's just the simple, obvious, Americanized pronunciation, but I could be wrong. Um, but the Chase Down, everywhere you get podcasts, wherever you're listening to this podcast, go. Subscribe, unsubscribe, resubscribe, cook their books, rate and review. But um, Justin compared Edwards to Shabazz Muhammad. And I was like, ooh. But I I could see that outcome. I don't know. Though. I'm Buck's certainly legend. not a draft guy. Yeah, Bucks legend, Shabazz Muhammad. But I'm not a draft guy. I don't claim to be. I just – it's interests me. I think it's very interesting. I think the top picks are all like Gambles or like a guy like Okangu. I think he's like – Pretty sure he's gonna be good. I just think the ceiling is not super high, so he's not penciled in at the very top. But I feel like he's gonna be a good player. I think Halliburton's gonna be good no matter what. But again, like is he gonna be, you know, like drafting a Zion or even a Ben Simmons, like that kind of guy? No, I, I don't think that's I don't think Halliburton comes in and changes your franchise. I think he just comes in and he's a good player. And I think that's why people are so low on this draft. Like, there's good players. There's just there's no one at the top where you go. This guy could alter my trajectory. I don't think. Maybe, maybe Lamelo or Edwards if they really pan out, but it certainly won't be like a year one thing with anyone here. I don't
1: think. Yeah. Do you think the Do you think the Warriors keep their pick?
0: I don't know. I'm I'm really curious. I guess it might depend on what the Wolves do. Like if they end up going Edwards, maybe the Warriors are more interested in Ball. I do think there's two schools of thought on like the trades in this draft. I think some folks and I think the Chase Down guys both believe this or at least Justin believes there won't be as many trades because like the the like there's just not overwhelming favorites so teams will just like take whoever's available. I actually think we might see a lot of trades and they're just not gonna be like super impactful trades, like maybe more future seconds or current seconds to move up a couple picks in the first just to make sure that you're getting a guy that you want because like if there's four guys who are all seen relatively the same, one team might be super high on one and pretty low on the others. So maybe they say, "I want this guy right here. It's a win, even if I give up two seconds or this nice rotation player or whatever." So that's I could see maybe the Warriors trade it if they don't love like if they have a top one list and the guy's not there with hmm. that pick. Or Elton I could see them Brand trying to move down. Is
1: Elton Brand?
0: Oh, I don't. <laughs> I don't think Philly's gonna get involved, but goodness, who knows? If the Warriors get Ben Simmons, I'm I'm just gonna unplug for a couple of years, I think. Or Embiid. Yeah, that too. Oh, he's that an Under Armour guy. Oh, look at you, big brain Rohan out here. Yeah, remember that shoe the company video conspiracies that, uh, uh,
1: Steph had? You know, he was just like uh, uh, yeah. releasing uh, Joel Embiid's signature shoe, which is like okay. hilarious, uh, hilarious video. It was great. You know, they already have that chemistry. You know.
0: Oh man, they can both join Milwaukee. Yeah, there's <laughs> that. that's the ideal. Um, but, <laughs> I'll take it.
1: I'll take it. Yeah, no, it, you wouldn't have to worry about the Nike Under Armour competition like that was with KD and uh,
0: stuff. Whoa, Giannis. I'm try, trying not to say that. Oh. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Cool, that's what I was going with. I'm just
1: I'm trying I to shift the focus.
0: Dang I'm slow, Rohan. <laughs> you're the you're the smart one. Yeah. You have to accept this. Uh,
1: okay, I try. I have my moments, but yeah. And uh, Embiid to the Warriors. It's <laughs> happening.
0: I'm I'm down. Not really. You're not. The Warriors have had enough. The Warriors can lose for a bit. They're in the West. It's fine. True, true. Okay. Well, I actually, don't know. do you have any fair, other uh, lot, any lotto if, takes?
1: Yeah, um, I mean, if if the if Embiid stays with the Sixers, that's another punching bag for the Bucks. So.
0: That's true. And it gets Giannis fired up. I guess, actually, sorry, one more lottery thing. Mm. A lot of people hate the new odds. I kind of like the new odds. I don't think, I don't think teams stay like worst or second worst in the league for long. So I don't really think it hurts like small market teams trying to rebuild. I don't think that because like Charlotte is like the example of a small market team who like never really tanks, but never is really that good and they moved up to 3, which I think is neat. Like they're like yeah. middlingly bad. And we've seen like the Bucks, how long were the Bucks? Middlingly bad. And I think it's cool to not punish teams for like trying and just failing to be good. I think that's neat. So, I don't mind the new odds. Maybe this bites me when, you know, the Bucks are the worst team in the league in 11 15 years when Giannis retires and and they get the 8th pick. That's not possible, but we'll see. But for now, that's my take on the Lotto odds.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I, li- I like it. I like it when uh, teams move. I like it when there's a lot of movement and the new odds prepare, like they allow for that to happen. So I don't know. I'm just I'm a fan.
0: Yeah, I, I'm I'm with it. I agree. Okay.
1: do Do we have any other lotto takes slash bucks takes slash any takes?
0: I don't. I mean, eventually we'll do. I mean, I'm sure people are kind of connecting in the dots three? right now. <laughs> Saturday. 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 Yeah, we'll do a pod Saturday. Um, hopefully, I'm unless looking you're looking at I, the time. It's at noon Budding it's at noon yeah oh, budding socialite Rohan might be busy that's a that's a baseless joke you've never missed a podcast but <laughs> we'll do a draft bot eventually I mean that's like the logical like I'm sure people thought we might kind of do that now because we talked about the lottery but I, I haven't done enough research on who's gonna be there for the bucks yet but Neither that'll about. be a later thing that's we'll, an do. we'll tackle thing. that later yeah, yeah that's when a, a post finals. So it's October, but they might push it back was the reporting that came out so they might push everything back. I' think yeah, see, they, they they're
1: they, going to there's no way they don't
0: There's no way I mean, the they have new to figure out
1: starts December first.
0: they have to figure out how the salary cap's going to work, mm-hmm. which they haven't done yet, which is going to be a pretty big deal, so hopefully that doesn't get ugly, but yeah, everything's going to get pushed back. So we should have the initial plan we would have had like a couple of weeks at most, I think, to prepare for that stuff. I think we'll have longer, but we would have gotten it done either way. Yeah, for sure,
1: we're always on top of things.
0: Yeah, that's us. We're we're you know we're out here doing our best.
1: <laughs> yes, we're trying. Uh just like the just like the Milwaukee Bucks, they're trying. For once. Yes. For once mm-hmm. indeed they were. I brought it back. Good work. <laughs> thank you. Uh well if somehow uh you are not sick of us yet, <laughs> uh and all of our random riffing and everything, if you did actually enjoy this episode, which I hope you did, uh we'd like to say thank you. For listening to the episode and enjoying uh if you particularly enjoyed it wow i struggle with that word uh <laughs> please leave a rating and subscribe on your podcast platform of choice make sure you tell your family and friends about the show as well and check out all of the great content being put out across the blue wire network including the chase dump with ty go check it out uh like we said earlier we'll be back with you after saturday's game four three
0: wow no three three <laughs> wow uh there's... it's late it's like this is my fault for doing the chase Town lotto show it's late we're both a little a little furried i think
1: yeah saturday's game three against the magic at noon uh Giannis isn't gonna have his nap i'm not gonna have my nap even though i'm weird i can't really nap it's weird uh but uh yeah but before we let you go in general i want to talk to you guys about bet online sports are coming back and so are your chances to bet on your favorite teams and events Major League Baseball is back in action, and there's no better place to start wagering than our exclusive partners, Bet Online. Check out all the odds, futures, and props to bet on, all available 24-7. And with the return of sports, BetOnline sat down with former pro players Eddie George, Harold Reynolds, and seven-time NBA champ Robert Ory. See what they have to say on what it'll be like playing without fans in a series they're calling Fandemic. Visit betonline.ag for all your odds and up-to-date sports news. Remember to use promo code BLUEWIRE. Ty, what's the promo code? BLUEWIRE. To receive your new welcome bonus. That's promo code BLUEWIRE. BetOnline, your online wagering experts.